Welcome to Reliving the Extreme, where we are week to week, month to month, year to year, chronicling the history of ECW from the beginning to the end. I am Nate Maxson, your host, and I am joined, of course, by the guys, the talents of the show, the ones I just facilitate this thing for. Firstly, my brother Aaron. Hello. This is a um, definite recapping the Extreme episode. Well, for sure. <laughs> and of course, ECW's Chad Austin is here with us as well. Hello, Chad. Hey, fellas. What's what shaking? is going? What is going on out there today? I know you had some car trouble, from what I understand. Oh, uh, I never have car trouble. <laughs> uh, it, it seems like anytime I get a text from the our, our fearless leader Nate about, I hope you guys got material for the show uh, because there's not a whole lot going on in wrestling. I go out to take my car, you know, to, to do my my delivery driving job, and it breaks down in the middle of a busy intersection. Busy uh, intersection in, in our worst. in our in our state's capital city. Like literally, the capital of Maryland is Annapolis, and I'm driving I'm driving to this old folks' home in Annapolis to deliver their fucking. I probably got people killed today because they didn't get their medicine. <laughs> And my car breaks down in, a, in a, an intersection in, in Annapolis, and I had people backed up for miles. Dude, <laughs> so you were I the heat you, you were the for heat. a minute. I was going to say, you were the heel today. You were the heat seeker. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, by the time there was four or five cars piled up behind me, and the light was going green to red, and the people couldn't get out of the, the lane because there was cars coming on the lane next to them. They, they were just honking at me and shit. I'm like, what the fuck you want me to do? I'm not a Honda. What the fuck? I, you know, me personally, I'm not the one broke down in the middle of the fucking road. Yell at the car. Get out of, get out of your car. Come over and kick the tires or something. Whatever, whatever you do to get angry, to get, to get even at cars. I don't fucking know how you take frustration out on cars or anything like that. Uh, yeah, do something like that. Do. Don't. What the fuck? It's the biggest crowd you ever drew. Look at it that way. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> it takes me breaking down in rush hour in, in our state's capital yeah, to, to draw a big crowd. I think people like, threw like, you feel like Ricky Morton. They were hanging from the street signs, man. We drew them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were hanging off the exits. Because it, it, literally right there, I was getting off an exit. Like of a highway, so I was on an interstate road, and then I was getting off into another kind of major road, but it wasn't an interstate road, and so literally I could see the highway. Yeah, they were they were hanging off the highway. Oh, it was it it, it was great. It was just fantastic because um they they called me in to work at five thirty in the morning, and I went in and I grabbed my, all my stuff and I put them in my car. I went to deliver all this shit. And I didn't even make it to the first goddamn stop. And I and how I ended up being there for like uh I don't know four or five hours. Jesus. Yeah. I like, what kind of putts am I looking like? <laughs> I'm holding up traffic, you know. Um, rush hour. My car. I got a hood up. I'm just. I'm all flagging. <laughs> I'm wearing the Riviera jacket. And I'm, I'm waving. I'm waving cars around. Oh, I was like, dude, I'm I'm the hand bone of the week. <laughs> Your car is the oh. hand bone of the week. Well, car could be gone. So, <clears throat> Chad, if you, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, by hearing us say it every week on the show, Chad has a Facebook group, Chad's Video Vault, 
where you can get your hands on classic pro wrestling from Chad Austin himself. Did you see the news, Chad, today that as of, uh, I think it's the Survivor Series DVD, the WWE is no longer distributing DVDs after this year. What do you mean? Like commercially? Yeah. No more no more commercial DVDs. It's all going to be digi- digital and streaming going forward. So for those of us that are like, you know, collectors of stuff, I mean, I don't buy a lot of D- like new WWE DVDs anyway, but it's kind of a big deal, you know, no more physical media. Yeah, that's going to that's going to suck like think about future generations now, you know? Just think about 20, 30 years from now when people like people like us 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Where we, <laughs> we sought we sought out to get the physical copy of a tape, right? Mm-hmm. Or are you sought out to get a I don't know. I mean, I, I'm probably way older than you guys too. But I mean, but you, you sought out to get a physical copy of whatever you wanted. Yeah. Like, the digital thing kind of kills the whole like trying to find it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's just it's it's definitely the end of an era, you know, for like you said, I mean, and, and, and I mean, there is an age difference, but not too, too much. But I just remember as a kid, I mean, I was a kid in the eighties, how cool it was to go to the video store and yeah, mom let Hollywood, go to Hollywood video and get that WrestleMania four box. And you like open it up, like Hulk Hogan popped up and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fuck two it tapes. It's two <laughs> tapes. I have that. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah. Lots like, of memories. Tapes, you know, could have. It's two tapes, but it could have been condensed into a cassette tape. Oh, we didn't. Lord. We didn't. We didn't like, need Morocco and Valentine, <laughs> or Morocco like, and, no, and Bravo. That, that, that saved the show because I mean, even though whatever year that was, there were still smart fans in that building, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, there was still a John McAdams in that building or something, and they would be eating that shit up like, oh yeah, this is what we need right now. <laughs> SD Jones and Baron Miguel Cicluna. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> Give it to me. Show me how great you know, that sunset flip was. I, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the post that I made in the We Can't Wrestle page, Chad, but I was watching old I don't know why. I just decided to watch an old seventies Madison Square Garden show on the network. And you know who had the worst mask of all time? El Olympico. That, that yeah. Didn't he have the top cut off? At the front. Like it's just like the mask oh, is yeah, around his front. head. <laughs> there's no there's no front to it. Like it's El Olimpico, but we also know it is Jorge. <laughs> Nobody can pull his hair. It's Dude, it's funny because I just watched it. <laughs> and and I, and I was laughing too. Like, he looks like um like Sweet Daddy Siki in that baby bonnet. <laughs> From like Australia or England or whatever. And I'm like, this guy's like a grown man. And he's got like a, you know, a diaper on his head or some shit. Crash test dummy. Oh, shit. I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Aaron said he looks like a crash oh, test yeah. dummy. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he's definitely a dummy. Oh, shit. All right. Let's, got like, I guess... got, he looks like the guy like the guy from Revenge of the Nerds where, where he's got the jock, jock strap on his head. The costume. Yes. <laughs> when, when the jocks come out and put the jock straps on his head. And nobody, nobody was nice enough to that guy to say, you look like a fucking idiot. Don't go out there like that. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> it's like looking good, buddy. Yeah, and M- Miguel Sc- Cicluna's like, you look all right, my friend. Yeah. Sal Balamo's over there, like, oh, <laughs> very much alike. Yes, good job. Buddy. 
Just the fact that Sal Balomo is still over there just fucking makes me nervous. <laughs> All right. The show we are reviewing this week of ECW, like Aaron said, this is definitely recap championship wrestling this week. We it is the said episode it, I guess, thing because I said it too. Yes, sir. May 10th, 1994 is the air date for this. We are just a few days away from When Worlds Collide, which we will be covering next week on the show. Live. Um, live. Fuck it. Is that on the we'll Peacock? Yes, it is. I can't wait to see the or hear the god awful music that's probably going to be presented during that presentation. I don't want to hear the music that they present. Doing that. <laughs> a lot of Angus Young. Uh, it's it's bad enough what they have now. It's almost like it's so bad that how could how could you believe that the Freebirds were so great in Dallas? <laughs> with the music they come out with. Yeah, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's terrible. That Their version of Freebird, it's fucking awful. You're yeah, right. it, it's awful. The opening of this show has essentially the promo from last week with Terry Funk and Arn Anderson talking about Pauly Dangerously. And then Pauly cuts a promo on Terry Funk and Arn Anderson talking about Funk's daughters again. And... Terry Funk bursts in the scene, and I thought this was good stuff. Let me ask you, do you do you oh, I'm sorry, I was taking the P door and all that. <laughs> um I, I'm so, but do you think that um do you think that there was ever a portion of the storyline that would have that would have um incorporated Funk's family? I don't know. Maybe they could have done a like a video on the ranch or something like that, you know. Well, Could've just, just because of the fact of that, just I mean, I mean, just because of the, the fact that he went so deep by talking about mm-hmm. his daughters, and he started talking about like what kind of people they were, kind of, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm wondering, like, was there anything in the works for having? Mm-hmm. Um, was were they at his uh, retirement show in '97? Yes. Yes. The kids were, but they were way much. They were much older, right? Yeah, they yeah, were they much were. older then. But I know uh, that was what if you watch if you watch Beyond the Mat, I think that that time frame kind of coincided with, with when his daughter got married because they show the footage from her wedding on um, Beyond the Mat, and then they show I don't know I don't know when in relation to that show that actually happened, but I do remember the kid the daughters were at the show. I remember seeing them in that yeah. footage. All right, and they were they were just younger. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well good for them, man. I don't yeah. I mean, Terry's fucking great. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I mean, yeah, well, if, if, if find me one person that, that thinks Terry Funk is a piece of garbage of some sort. And they're lying. I'll say you. <laughs> yeah. But Polly did a really good, I, they both did a really good job, but Polly did a really good job of the minute, the minute he saw Terry Funk, like he didn't wait for Funk to get on camera. Like, like he's he was like the minute his character would have saw that Terry Funk was like walking up to him, he just shut the fuck up and was like sorry. Like even yes. before he got up there, he was just like sorry. Yeah, why do you think that is, man? Why do you think that is? <laughs> because that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like if you're backstage with Charlie Caruso, whatever her name is, she has that like she has like two guy names and she's a woman. Um, you're backstage doing an interview with her on SmackDown. And then all of a sudden you're in a back backstage place and some guy just comes out of nowhere. What is he, David right. Copperfield? <laughs> like he, he just pops up out of nowhere. Like you can't see somebody walking towards you. Right. <laughs> and they get all excited when like Bronson 
fucking I don't know what this fucking cheesesteak. Um, like like what? I don't even know who this guy is. I think I've seen him twice. Bronson cheesesteak. Have you seen him? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy all about? <laughs> well, and every in every one of those scenes, they're all standing and they're looking at a TV screen, but it's behind them somehow. How are they watching the TV screen if it's behind them? Yeah, it's, it's it's also unnatural and stupid. But, but this but, segment, but, but you know, like, are you guys ahead, fan, are you guys Chappelle Show fans? Yeah, you guys watch Chappelle Show. It's like this is the equivalent of Polly talking shit, and then that 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 Chappelle skit they do where like. It was at that moment he knew he fucked up. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, shit, here comes Terry Funk. And Terry Funk smacks the shit out of him. It's as he, as he should, because I bet you that was shot um, probably in the 3 o'clock hour of the morning. <laughs> yeah, you've got me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he calls him yeah, dog. And, 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 the fuck out and just him. keep in mind, uh, Aaron, just keep in mind that when we left the building... Because there was a lack of um, a showering facility in the ECW arena. They had a shower, but only the first, like, two people could get hot water. And it was a fucking horse stall shower of some sort. Like, where the shower, the, the water beat you to death <laughs> coming out of it. And so, yeah, you only just went in there if you fell on the floor of the arena. Because you wanted to rinse off the hepatitis. You had to get that off of you as soon as you got back to the locker room. Anything else is it's okay, but you don't want the hepatitis in Philadelphia. You don't want the happy. Nope. <laughs> it's it's like the COVID, the new COVID strand. It's the Philadelphia edition. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> they call it the Swanson and Rittner. They do. I've heard that. Actually. I posted a thing a while back. I posted a picture of Billy Graham. I was like, Billy Graham's one hep cat. And like, not very many people got it. I'm like, it's because he's got hepatitis. Joke. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, they they, uh, they killed him. <laughs> it, was, it was a joke, right? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It must have slayed. What, what comedy club did you say that in? Facebook. <laughs> oh, right. oh, so you had a big audience. <laughs> well, again, like I said, great yeah, wow. segment here with Polly and Terry Funk. We go to Joey Styles and the Eagles Nest to introduce us to the show, talking about the happenings that are coming up this Saturday at When Worlds Collide in the ECW Arena. And then Polly comes in, of course, to have his rebuttal with no Terry Funk present, because that, as we said, is how it should be. He's got all kind of shit to talk now that Terry Funk's not around, right? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny and enjoyable. I, I I liked like this segment of the show is actually probably my favorite thing they did in the entire thing. Agreed, the, absolutely. The slap and then Paulie getting pissed off after Terry Funk is nowhere around. It, it was it was really well done. You just picture him looking around the arena, asking people, "Did Terry leave yet?" You know. <laughs> anybody <laughs> seen Terry Funk? You seen Terry Funk around? Anybody? Anybody seen Terry Funk? All right, Joey Styles is uh, doing his thing. I'm going to go over there and talk shit now. It was great. Yeah, I thought. I, I yeah, I definitely wrote that. Um, it it, it, it the open the, the whole entire way they laid the whole open out. I thought was good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it all everything made sense, and and like we always talk about in this time frame, how ECW doesn't have a lot of content, right? How they always yeah. keep replaying shit. But as long he, as Paul can, like, just even record, like, stupid promos with Pat Tanaka walking out of a basement door. 
You know, that's just new stuff. It, it makes it fresh, you know, paints a, mm-hmm. paints a good picture. The, the next, okay. So here now we, we, we have started high and we are about to slowly go downhill as this show progresses, ladies and gents. Um, the next thing we get is, I mean, a lot of stuff that we've already seen. It's a recap of the, the feud between Sabu and Terry Funk. The one thing that I will say is, and I don't know about you guys, maybe maybe I'm off base, but the way that they have laid all this out with Terry Funk, Sabu, and, and Shane Douglas, it seems like from week to week, I don't know if it's the pacing or the spacing of when they actually shoot the angles or show the angles, it seems very disjointed when you watch it over time, but when you watch it in this clip, you can see the story they're telling. Does that make sense? Like to me, I, it's funny because they'll do these recaps and I'm like, all right, see now the pe- the puzzle pieces all come together. But when it's actually presented in the TV show, it's all very spaced out and broken up and it, I don't I don't see it. Well, that, I don't that's know kind I'm, of I don't funny that you, that you put it that way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Um, but uh, like I, I noticed how they kind of like kind of drop shit and kind of went away but then when i noticed how they how they set they they had they set shit up and i was like dude they set shit up for a reason mm-hmm. like it make it all makes sense like it literally i was calling i was calling a whole entire show recap championship wrestling again it's, it's, it's just all it is and it's like how many last week's show can you possibly show and i understand why they do it you know there's people that like EC, like ECW, still trying to get its name out there and find people and shit like that. So they realize, oh, there's probably people that maybe didn't watch last week, but maybe the kids at school were like, oh man, you gotta watch this ECW shit. And then yeah, they, and it, and it goes back to the tell a friend thing too. Yeah, it didn't help. This, it didn't help that this recap video was narrated by Simple Minded Sully, but <laughs> the like, what video? The recap video was Jay Sully. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like he barely knew how to I, read. I can't believe he's still here. It was it was Terry Funk and Shane <laughs> Douglas at the ECW Terry. Arena. At the ECW Arena. Period mark. Like he thinks he's supposed to read that. It's a fucking He's like hey, he's like, I'm Ron Burgundy. They should have just had Joey do it. Ron Burgundy. That's nitpicking, but I'm just saying, like, I, I understand, like I said, guys, I know looking at it now where we know what's going on before it even happens, it's it's recap championship wrestling. But in like nineteen ninety-four, it was like we there's gonna be people that didn't see this last week or maybe even the week before. So that's that's why they do it. Right. Believe me, on the stations they were on, there was a whole lot of people that didn't see that last week. A record setting amount of people. That could have been the most unwatched show ever. Are they uh, still on Sports Channel at this point? Um, I'm going to guess. Well, yeah, it's Sports Channel, but I, I'm guessing it's Sports Channel Philadelphia. Right, right, right. <clears throat> I don't think Sports Channel America, which included Florida, I don't think that came around until the, the next summer of the next year. Okay. Remember the match? Remember the show where all the fans jumped in the ring and all that crap? Yeah, yeah. These, these show in the open. Oh, that's that's from like Florida. That, that was that was like in the summer of the next year. 
That was uh, as as a young dude. That was the first time that uh, the first time I ever actually got to see ECW on TV was on that Sports Channel Florida because for some reason they had they they carried it on a cable system here. They had Sports Channel Florida on our cable system here in Ohio, and it was like early '96 before I ever because I mean I saw it in the magazines and everything, but before I ever even saw ECW was early '96, and it was because of that because the Sports Channel Florida channel. So, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I'm assuming that 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 network carried a lot of coverage because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I used to read about it in Meltzer all the time. Yeah, and he's in California. He would have like it'd be Sports Channel, and then he put all the ter- all the the cities that you can hear it in. You know, mm-hmm. Sports Channel Chicago, Philly, this that whatever. And I'm like, well, we don't have a Sports Channel here in Baltimore and all of a sudden that's when they, they went to some other channel right after that. That's when I, when I started getting, I started getting it like almost towards the end of when I was even working. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't like, I got, I got my shit from fucking Drew Bagel Feinstein. Fucking jabroni. Up next we have a, a promo from Arn Anderson and Terry Funk, of course. And I just wrote down, this was good stuff. Of course, from these two guys talking about world when worlds collide coming up. On the fifteenth of May, uh, anything on this promo, gents? Uh, the Arn did a good job on it. Obviously, I mean, I don't think Arn, Amber- Arn Anderson's ever got a bad promo, so it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good for business. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now, speaking of bad promos, Maddie in the house joins us. Oh, I was just getting ahead. ready to ask you, where was Maddie? I forgot that he's still in the house. He is. <laughs> oh, good lord. He is in the house, and Jay Sully's living in his basement, and the, the, the gang's all here. <laughs> they've they've followed us from Cabrini. <laughs> but Maddie announces that. <laughs> that when worlds collide, they're adding an eight-man tag team elimination match to the card. It's going to be J.T. Smith, the Bruise Brothers, and Road Warrior Hawk against Mr. Hughes, the public enemy, and ECW champion Shane Douglas. Um, and speaking of that, as we go into, as he's talking about this, we go into a match from a month ago, um, <laughs> that we've already seen the finish to. <laughs> Was it from Cabini, Cabini College? <laughs> it's from April 16th. It's the Bruce Brothers and the Public Enemy in the Lumberjack match. Oh, that are, match. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah I got you. We've already talked about the effectiveness or the lack thereof of these Lumberjacks. Um <laughs> Wait, 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 wait to put over your company stipulations. <laughs> yeah. You're making fun of how lame the lumberjacks are. <laughs> That's great. Like, now they should have a steel cage match where the guy throws the guy into the steel cage and the, the fence falls down towards the crowd. And so it, he obviously didn't get hurt because the fence broke. The world's yeah, the world's cheapest steel cage featured tonight. That's right, it, <laughs> it's made out of aluminum foil. They, that, they wrapped the whole entire the ring post in aluminum foil. Whatever, like like the like the barbed wire shit. Could you imagine right. getting thrown into the aluminum foil? <laughs> Brought to you by Reynolds Wrap. <laughs> like that's something. Like if Kenny Omega wants to outdo himself with the, with the wrestling of the girl. Whatever the nine-year-old girl in the blow-up doll, yeah, you got to wrestle some aluminum foil, <laughs> shape, yeah. shape it, shape it like the like a duck, like they do at the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> a little like swan. Like a, 
They can do like an AWA throwback and have like the Reynolds rap rumble. <laughs> it's right. Oh, this is this is a great. This is a doozy. Tommy Cairo, he's like, I'm not here to cause no trouble. I'm just here for the Reynolds rap rumble. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and me and Peaches, we're going to go, we're going to go home wrapped at the at the whatever. <laughs> And she's gonna, he gonna look at her and go, "Hey, peaches, I got this all wrapped up." <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody watches. And goes, "Oh, <laughs> what's Tony Stetson doing?" <laughs> That's probably what a lot work? of people were saying. <laughs> What'd you say, Aaron? Right, yard work. That's what he's doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's, he's talking to his lawyer about his latest divorce. Or is that court is that court disputing parking tickets? And he's like, I'm just trying to deliver pizzas. I had to <laughs> no, that's <there>. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the one that can't deliver pizzas, deliver prescriptions. The, I'm the one the, that can't do anything. The fact that this match is a lumberjack match. Human case, re- technically. Is ridiculous because of the ridiculous lumberjacks. But what I will say is in the ring, like the in-ring portion of the match, forgetting the lumberjacks, it's actually not a bad match. I liked the match itself. Um, me personally, anyway. Um, Which match was this? The it, Public Enemy and Bruise Brothers. Like, you gotta be not, kidding me. Not, 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 not in, including the ridiculous <laughs> lumberjacks. I liked, the, I liked the body of the match. I thought it was fine. Dude. You're, you're you're completely blind, <laughs> and you do wear glasses, don't you? I do. <laughs> yeah, I need a new How prescription though. Look here. Here's what I actually have. This is this is no joke, Nate. I have a recap: Public Enemy and the Harrises. Can you find more untalented guys getting pushed? <laughs> that's that's exactly what I wrote down. Because I'm watching it, going, "What the fuck is this? This is this is so indie." Like bad, taking like, um, like the Rocco Rock bumps where he would just like take the Nikolai Volkov bump where he would just fall like on his side. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is rotten. Like they're they're falling to the ropes, landing on their feet, brawling easy. I'm just like, this is this is te- terrible. Aaron, <laughs> whatever you like. You're like Kevin Sullivan's out there in a polo shirt. I noticed that. Who? Kevin Sullivan. He's one of the human cages, and he's out there in a fucking polo shirt. There's too tight. The Prince of Darkness. (laughs) Is he wearing a medium? I'm wearing a polo shirt. It's got the little alligator on it. Fucking ridiculous. This whole thing's ridiculous. (laughs) That's what I said. There's not. There's. They can't. You can't name more people in that company. That's that's. <laughs> that deserves a push less than them guys. I mean, I'm sitting around in the locker room, and I don't even think I'm any good. But I think I'm better than them guys. Like the only impressive looking, like the most impressive person out there, honestly, was fucking Crash, and he was like part of the cage. Like, yeah, yeah he looked like super impressive. It's like, oh, that's a big motherfucker. That dude. The human cage. It was like eight people. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a human. It's a human doggy gate. Because I don't, you know, a lot. A lot of times when I work on shows and stuff, and they have battle royals, they purposely keep the battle royals. They put them on later on because they want the guys to stick around, mm-hmm. like the boys. A lot of a lot of the, when they advertise a battle royal, 
if you put it on early, a lot of guys will want to work the battle royal. They just dip, right? <laughs> if they if they ain't got a match, so yeah, they put the battle royal on later. <laughs> the guys got to stick around. This thing's more like the human centipede match. Dude, the human cage is the best. Oh, well, what do I care? You know were, I mean? you, were you a part of the human cage? No, I wasn't even. I don't think I was even there. Okay, but I mean, I just, I'm just thinking, like, who comes and approaches me about being a, a, a guy at the human cage, <laughs> and, and 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 what is there to entice me to go? Yeah, I'll be a part of the human cage. Why not? I've never been part of the human cage. It's going to look great on my Wikipedia. Yeah, let's make history. Yeah. And by the way, what, what's the human cage you said? <laughs> you know, what do we do? Oh, when they, when they throw the guy out, you throw him back in. Oh, a lumberjack match. No, no. No, no. Human cage. Human cage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, like, like I said, a lumberjack match. <laughs> we recap the yeah, stuff that's... with. Oh, sorry, Chad. I mean, no. I mean, uh, on a quick end of note, that it, it just goes to show the brilliance of Paul and the originality that he takes something like a lumberjack match, and he, you know what I mean? He just renames it. Yeah, claims it as his own. Fucking hit the cage. <laughs> That's the best. We get a recap of all the shit that went down last week with Jason and Taz, and then a Jason promo. Um, including the, his stable is goofy. Anyway, Rock and Rebel, Mr. Hughes, um, talking about Taz. One quote that I did have here from Jason, was it Jason that said, ooh, ooh, baby, you made a boo-boo? <laughs> no. He didn't say that? No, he said no. It's not exactly what he said. Oh, okay. He, what did he, he say? He, he, first, he says that Rock and Rebel is going to be singing sweet lullabies to Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> And then he says that Mr. Hughes has promised him that he won't get eliminated. And then he says, ooh, ooh, baby. No mistakes allowed, Tasmaniac. Like, what does that fucking mean? Oh, this is Jason. Yeah. Ooh, well, I wonder why Aaron was doing was doing Jason. He said, ooh, ooh, baby. No mistakes no, allowed. No, but do it the way you said earlier. You said, ooh, ooh, baby. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> How do you like my ooh ooh, baby? How do you like my hoot? <laughs> where and did that, I get? Where did I get you made a boo boo from? Because he said that, just like the pit bull said, you made a boo boo, and we're gonna stick your face in it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I didn't Jesus, get that either. I didn't. I bet. <laughs> Jesus Are you Christ! Sure you didn't put on the fucking pet <laughs> channel or whatever. <laughs> No, I wrote this shit down. I used ink and I wrote this down because I'm like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I don't I don't have anything close to this on on here. I mean I do I do have I don't know what's going on. Maybe that's (laughs) it. And I was completely hammered when I watched this show. So (laughs) I'm just writing shit down. I was sober as a judge when I watched this. I, I fucking hit the the uh, go back button because I wanted to hear what the fuck he said. He really just say, "Ooh, baby, no mistakes allowed." Oh, <laughs> that, that's incredible. Well, I'm stealing that. Like I, the next the next time I go out to the bar with the lovely Miss Jess, and and there's a, like a single lady next to me, I'm just gonna say, yeah, when I mention something about myself, I'm gonna say, "Look, I'm Mister Mister, no mistakes allowed." Oh, I, I can't I can't wait to see how many. How many jobs I do. 
<laughs> in Spanish. You do job. You do job. Oh, so I'm losing? Yeah. Yeah, you're losing. Yeah, you're losing. <laughs> you a yabba. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to use this one. Oh, wearing my Riviera Steakhouse jacket. Oh, that's a guaranteed hit. Jesus. I, the next time you see me, I'm going to have like a, a swollen jaw, a black eye. Get it. Get a T-shirt made the way that you know the I broke Wahoo's leg shirt looked with that expression on it, though. I I do have one that has two thumbs pointing to me and it says, "Sorry, ladies, this guy is taken. Just got it made for me, and I, I'm not scared to wear it because you, oh, yeah. you'd be surprised at how many women they look at the at the wife and they think that they're better looking than her." And then you think, I could probably get that guy. I'll take that. But, but I am wearing a satin jacket. I mean, and that probably withdraws him into me. How many other people in this bar are wearing it? I see a guy wearing a denim jacket. There's a guy over here wearing a sports coat. You know, I see all kinds of stuff. No satin jackets. It's time for a comeback. Next week, we look forward to Jason cutting a promo where he says, nobody puts baby against the wall. But, uh. Right now, then they go into a video on the Pitbull. Then we go into a video featuring to the Tasmaniac. Joey Styles is in the Eagle's Nest. And then we get a matchup. It is Kevin Sullivan and Don E. Allen. That was really a match? I guess you could call it that. A beat. Did it cut into it or did it start? No, they, it was one of the deals where like they're showing the beginning of it in the TV screen behind Joey. And then they go to the ring. So the match oh, has already started. The, the the main the main focus of this match, though, and a good idea, is the main focus is watch out for woman. You know, Kevin Sullivan's devious, but you got to watch out for woman. And they're kind of putting woman over during this match. Yeah, well, she definitely should have been put over because she looked hot when they showed that one close up of her. Yeah. Shit, yes, <laughs> all the way live. <laughs> like I literally was, I literally was sitting there going. I wonder if the boys think the same way that I do about how how yeah. hot Nancy is. Yes, I think we're definitely all in the same boat there. <clears throat> yeah, that's incredible, man. It's it, I mean, it, 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 it's it's uh, well, never mind. I'm not even going to say that, so you can feel free to edit that out because I don't even want to go there. It has, the, nothing, it has nothing to do with anything with the Benoit or murder thing. It was just something personal about her that I just don't want to talk about. The um. The match itself, like I said, pretty much a squash for Sullivan. Um, he's he's wearing out Donnie outside the ring with a mop, um, a mop Dude, handle. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was beating him. Like, is that like part of the opening of the show where he's, he throws the table on him? I think so, now that you mention yeah, I think it. it is too. Like, he beat the shit out of poor Donnie. <laughs> he did. He's fucking creeping him with that mop. I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> and, and, and what's and what's fucked up is like when you like when you talk to Kevin or you deal with Kevin, like he doesn't sound like somebody like who's going to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying he takes advantage of people. He just works fucking stiff. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that you're the talent enhancement you know that's supposed to make him look good for tv or do whatever you're the guy that's contracted to do it so yeah you're gonna get beat up yeah no doubt about it (laughs) yeah like don't even don't even think twice about it like yeah you're gonna go out there you're gonna earn your fucking money (laughs) and there's probably a chance that some of the guys probably made more money is because they work Sullivan. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't have any idea, but you know what I mean. You would yeah. think that there's a possibility, right? Well, for sure. Aaron, what did you think of this matchup? Um, it, it did a good job showcasing that the fact that woman is like a badass and can fuck you up, and like the treatment that she gives Donnie Allen, like most guys would probably pay like two hundred bucks for. Her. Get kicked around by a woman, they probably enjoy it, and he got paid <laughs> for it. So good for him. Um, it was all. It was I the only person that thought like it looked weird the way it was shot or the way not the way it was shot, but the way it was like it looked like it was shot normal, and then they zoomed in on it. Yes, because like I don't know, I, I didn't catch that. I mean, ha- say that again, but do you, do you have a more technical like frame like wor- like worrying for? It? I didn't really catch that. It was just like it was, like it was like normal. Like when it was originally shot, it was shot normal. But they they in the footage, you don't like see like Kevin Sullivan's head. You just like see his body like smacking him with the broom and shit like that. It just seemed like they zoomed, like when they filmed it, they zoomed in on something that was already filmed. It just looked oh, weird. I have to go. I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Good eye, man. Good eye. So it made Kevin Sullivan look shorter. I know that was possible. Oh, that, like you need any help? <laughs> How about you? You put Sky Low Low out there, a little beaver, <laughs> and, and then you can make him look taller. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Kevin Sullivan. You know, I mean, it's it's a good thing he's two hundred and sixty pounds because he ain't beat nobody up at whatever his natural weight is. He's a fucking fire hydrant. The human fire hydrant. A fire hydrant. But like Aaron said, I think this match did a good job of getting women over for the going into the caning match at uh, When Worlds Collide. And that is what Joey Styles is talking about next here, talking about the cane match coming up as it's Cairo, Tommy Cairo and Peaches against the Sandman and Woman on Saturday the 15th. And now we get a promo from Tommy Cairo and Peaches and Aaron you are our transcriber of fantastic lines and promos. I know you got really something out of anything down about it. No. it really? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, he's gonna, think, he's gonna I fucking. Think all something I wrote was he tape uh, Tommy Cairo taped the stick back together. Week. <laughs> 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 That's the only thing I really wrote. He taped it back together with electrical tape. Not gonna make that mistake that. against Sandman. It was black. Like he used it from his truck. Because he's dressed like he's a fucking handyman. A plumber. A handyman, yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's coming to clean out your gutters. He's a gypsy handyman. That's his name. He's a gypsy? Yeah, he's a gypsy handyman. <laughs> he just drives from, from house to house. He could, he could be Bro. in Iowa in the morning. He's he's changing a light bulb in Sheboygan on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, he'll, there he'll be there. He'll be the, he'll be the he'll gypsy, be there. Gypsy handyman. He'll be there no matter what. Yes. <laughs> Him and Sal. That, that's that's WWE Network show right there. <laughs> he's always Sal Balomo and. Fucking Tommy Cairo just standing <laughs> fucking fixing your shit. God damn. Yeah. I, I hope this show is almost over. <laughs> I I can't even I can't even read my notes anymore. My eyes are so watered up. Holy mackerel. 
Clean your gutters. Let's snake your drains. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Plumbing. Yeah, plumbing. Like, like, how much <laughs> to be a plumber? How much does the cost is to buy a fucking plunger? You buy a plunger, you call yourself a plumber. <laughs> you just gotta. You, know. you don't. Even, I don't even need money. Just give me taters and noodles. I'll clean whatever you need me to clean. I'll clean whatever you need me to fix. I just need yeah, peanut butter crackers. <laughs> too hot. He done. Everything you fucking drink. Two hots and a cot and Tommy Cairo and Sal Bull. I know. I'm I'm just glad that I'm not making fun of him. I'm making fun with you guys of him. So that when he if he hears the show anytime. Look at mad at you guys. <laughs> and you guys got to deal with the Iron Man. He's like, I'll fix your furnace. It's the first time I ever got heat. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not getting yeah. heat with Mr. With Mr. Cairo. Wow. That, that, that's brutal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> send your fa- send your fan mail to Aaron Maxson at <laughs> yeah. care of Tommy Cairo. All you Tommy Cairo fans out there, send send your letters to Aaron Aaron Maxson, and the address will be coming soon. Because now this is going to be a bit. <laughs> I have written. I have written. Make this a bit, and you're going to get your dumbass is going to get little fucking index cards from Archie Miller. There it is. Got it. You're going to get uh, index cards from Archie Miller like four times a week with stupid questions about Mr. Wrestling number two. See it already. Or something about the Magnificent Morocco. Uh, I did write down Gypsy Handyman is the title of this week's episode. Oh, okay. I'm reliving the extreme. <laughs> yeah, All right. So this, this, this ending segment on this week's show. It's fantastic. It's great. I loved this. Well, it had Rock and Rebel in it. Was he? Yeah, he was all over it. I thought it was about him. I'm like, what <laughs> show, what show are you still doing what in this show video? Watching. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it went into the next show. I don't know. <laughs> Rock and Rebel wasn't anywhere. This is Paul E. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> with 911. I don't know. I have a closing video. Oh, rock and Rebel. <laughs> so you didn't see the Paul Paulie Dangerously Public Enemy skit at the end here? Is that when he was dressed up? Yeah, yeah, that's yep. right before that. Okay, because that was because that was the last thing that that I saw. Oh well, apparently next week the first opening segment is a video of Rock and Rebel. <laughs> All right, there we go. Mystery solved. <laughs> so Mis- you yeah, can, you can save yourself two and a half minutes next week. <laughs> but but yeah, just. Chad just jardine the fucking next episode gave us a spoiler. He's uh, <laughs> all right, enough. Get, 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 let's get it right together here. We're running, this is a professional show. We, we're off the rails. I can't keep my composure. This is ridiculous. Paul, Paulie dangerously in 911 or <laughs> in public enemy's neighborhood. <laughs> All right, come on, come on. All right, now this week Chad's got to say, all right, (laughs) that's enough. (laughs) Aaron, go ahead. 
911 and Polly are in the hood. And Polly's asking 911 of all the people ask, do I look good dressed to be in the hood? And 911's like, yeah, you look great. And then they they walk up to this 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 project that apparently has the public enemy in it, and they <laughs> encounter. Um, eventually, they tell us his name, but I wrote down um, Young Shelton. I think I think it's what he said. But I think you're right. They encounter Young Shelton. I figured it was a Young Shelton Benjamin, just <laughs> living his life in the hood, and. They ask Young Shelton that they, they, they say they want to speak to the public enemy. He says, nah, nah. And then 911 chokes him. And he says, sure. And then some fucking fake Ron Jeremy looking motherfucker. Although, you know what I wrote down? <laughs> then Tony Altimore walks out. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or who's the ring announcer? Joel Gertner. Joel Gertner's dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I must know 12 of the guys like that that I could insert into that spot where they could just keep feeding them in like it's Pink Floyd the wall. <laughs> you know, it's it's like one after another on a conveyor belt where 911's just show slamming fucking Joe Gertner's. <laughs> just all day long. The Lord knows I, I, I wasn't doing it. So the, the fake uh, Ron Gertner goes in and then he finally brings out the public enemy and Johnny Grunge actually made me laugh because they come out and they're Oof. like, "Oh, oh, Paulie!" Like, "Oh, Paulie!" And they're they're all happy to see him. And Paulie's like, "Johnny, don't I don't I look like great? Don't I look like I fit right into the hood?" And Johnny's just like, "No." <laughs> you got that fancy car though. <laughs> He's just like, "No, no." <laughs> yeah, fun. that was the end of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I liked I yeah I liked I liked the way I I, I kind of liked the whole entire pacing of the show, honestly, because you know it wasn't anything that was memorable. I mean, am I am I wrong, Nate? I mean, nothing no, memorable happened, but it kind of kept you up to date, mm-hmm. and it sprinkled in just enough of newer stuff heading into the Saturday show, and also they bookended it really good, Polly. No, I was going to say, Paulie is uh, asking in this segment, Public Enemy, he says, and I quote, I want you to do something vile for me. And isn't this setting up the funks and Public Enemy? Terry and Dory versus Public Enemy? Well, because um, I I, I mean, I I forget the specifics of the angle of what happened, but Public Enemy does something to Terry and doesn't he call Dory? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was this. This was kind I, of. I thought it may have happened that. already, but it, it didn't happen yet. Not yet. I think that's the next thing because I think that's this is well, setting doesn't up. Doesn't that sound logical? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying about this segment. Like it, it bookended the show really good. Like it started with Paul getting smacked by Terry, and then by the end of it, Paul's like, "Okay, I'm in the hood now because I'm going to go to the two guys that I know will do anything for money." And they'll fuck Terry Funk up. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> they'll fuck Terry Funk up. Yeah. And it's and a good way uh, of putting it. And Rocco's like, I'll oh, we'll beat up that bow legged fucking evil wobble Terry Funk. And then Rocco does the thing that we talk about all the time where it's silly, but then right at the end of it, he goes serious 
Mm-hmm. And that's the serious promo of we're going to take you out. We're going to do this for the money. And, and it's leading up to something. So you can kind of see where the shows before were just kind of haphazard, whatever. They just zigzagged or whatever. This thing at least had like a start and a finish. Yes. It's uh, it's like the old adage, Aaron and I are both in management. It's like a coaching. It was a shit sandwich. You started off with something good. You had the bad in the middle, and then you ended with something good. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I try to avoid shit sandwiches. <laughs> not, a, not a big fan of Arby's. But That's overall, all I hear about him anyway. It's right across the street from my house, and I just see everybody running out of there. <laughs> I got his shit going so on bad, there. Johnny. I got his oh. shit so bad, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nowhere to go because the dumpsters are way behind the other side of the mall. So you, you have a long way to go, pal. <laughs> Shouldn't have got the triple beef and cheddar. I don't even know. I, I've never been to fucking was it Arby's or I've never been. I don't even know what to order there. What the fuck am I getting? I've been there. I'm gonna tell you. You don't buy it. You rent it. That's all. I got. <laughs> you what? You rent the Arby's? Hey, because you don't keep that shit. Like as soon as you eat it, well, it's good, maybe it's a good are, thing that I haven't eaten yet. The curly fries are good, but goddamn. <laughs> Blow out like a fucking like Jeff Daniels, like Jeff Daniels on uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, we we, we clearly well, know like, what direction when, it, when a trampoline gets too much rain on it, and then it just busts in the middle. It's like, <laughs> like, God damn, just a river of shit. We clearly know in what direction this show is going in. Yes. We're just trying to get to the end, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But we have <laughs> that's a wrap for the May tenth, ninety four edition of East. Don't get their wraps either. Don't get their wraps either. The Arby's. <laughs> so, Chad. Overall, I mean, I know we've kind of given our hint as to what we thought of this show here at the end, but overall, what do you think? I see momentum. Like we said, there was bad stuff on here, but. The storytelling's getting better, like Aaron alluded to, was kind of bookending this thing with the Terry Funk and, and Paul Heyman. They're giving a little foreshadowing of something going down with Public Enemy. Um, I think we're starting to see, we're definitely starting to see things become more cohesive on this show. Yeah, I agree. Because the way I look at it is the less notes that I have, it's the less things I have to complain about. Correct. Yep. And when I look at it, I just go, all right, well, it, and, the, and, and the notes, some of the notes that I have, Nate, or um, the show's pace well. Mm-hmm. You know, Maddie and 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 Shane, whatever, did like a good segment. Or er, er, most of the stuff I wrote was this is good, this is good. But granted, it wasn't a whole lot, right? You know, yeah. it may have been sixty five, maybe seventy five percent good, but I still had oh boy. <laughs> There's Jay Sully. Yeah, you know, you, you know that kind of stuff. And and mostly, to be honest, I think it's more production. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's execution at all. I don't think it's the people that are performing anything. I think it's just the, the production so antiquated and behind and yeah. out. You know what I mean? It it just doesn't look great. Aaron, overall, what did you think? I enjoyed it because it wasn't schizophrenic like all the other shows before it. And it's just, like I said, it's, it's telling a fucking story and they're limited in their shit to like, okay, Arn and Arn and Funk and Sabu and Eaton. And they, they highlight 
they highlighted the three main things that they had going in and they didn't have like a lot of bullshit in the middle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I agree totally hundred percent. How could you, how could you have two better professionals? So any parting words this week for our listeners, Mr. Austin? Uh, My parting words are if you haven't started doing the plugs, but there is whatever Nate's going to tell you I am (laughs) because I don't even know. Uh, Instagram, whatever Nate's going to tell you I am that I don't even know. And Facebook, <laughs> uh, I think I'm Chad Austin DeMayer on Facebook. Yes, and Chad's video. But my ball. parting words are, don't stop believing. <laughs> oh, I don't care about that. I'm, I'm way too backed up on orders. Don't even, don't, don't, no, no, don't go, don't go there. You're going to be me. I can't even keep up the orders that I have now, and I'm that. So don't think that I'm Cornette and I got thousands and thousands of orders. I got like dozens. <laughs> well, like no need for promotion right now because I don't have a whole big system going on over here. The business business is going to get better with WWE not doing videos anymore. So be prepared. Winter is coming. <laughs> got to do something, pal. <laughs> Aaron? Winter's coming. Um, I don't really have anything to plug for myself, but if you guys need any... Um, home repairs or um, just around the house stuff. Hit up uh, Cairo Gypsy. Get the fuck out of here! We'll help you out. It's it's five five five. Shut the fuck up. Six twenty three four four four. Please tell me this is Archie's number. Please come on. Plumbing, what are you advertising time Cairo's roofing business? Plumbing, heating, shingles, fucking <laughs> snake brain. He's there for you. I, I don't think you can do that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what a septic. 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 I I should have known. He'll pump your shit. <laughs> the only thing he can't fix is your furnace because he can't draw heat. It's the only thing he can do. All right, we're, th- this show's over, isn't it? It's over. That's a wrap. Yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah. thank I you, everybody, for joining it. us <laughs> on Reliving the Extreme. Don't forget to also join our Facebook group and listen also to the We Can't Wrestle <laughs> podcast as well. Check that out. This week on the Weekend Wrestle Podcast, we're going to review Starcade 85. That being said, thank you, gentlemen, and we'll see everyone next week as we continue reliving the extreme. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media, all rights reserved.